Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziani, Senior Web Editor here at CI. And if I'm being 110% honest with you, I'm still a little spent from going to Integrated Systems Europe last week. I saw the inside of all 15 halls, I walked over 20 kilometers total, and I think I also might have come home with a worse left knee than what I left with. But either way, I was thinking a lot about what I should bring to the table this week for the show. You know, after all, how do you follow up on covering such a large, important industry trade event like ISE? But I think what I've come to realize is that integration firms, if they were lucky enough to be able to send someone overseas to large trade shows like this, they probably are pretty invested in building out their business relationships. But what if you can't always justify that kind of expense? Well, we've written so much over the years about the need for better business marketing at integration firms, so now we're bringing some of what we've learned from those who do it right to this show in the hopes uh, that it can help you and your business reach more customers in the new year. My colleague and fellow CI editor Zach Como recently spoke with Ryan Kane of Wheelhouse Digital Marketing Group and Kate Calderon of integration firm Innovative Collaboration. I'll leave you in their very good hands. have integrators coming to us and asking about um, social media strategy, um, yeah. how, how often to post. And, you know, honestly, um, it's, it's amazing for some industries um, and it is a best practice, but in a, in a world with limited resources where you can't do all, all things all the time, um, it's not, we don't necessarily recommend that integrators spend their time posting on social media, managing everything from Instagram to, to Pinterest um, to Facebook. It, it, instead, you know, we, we try and encourage our clients to focus on, you know, where, where are they getting leads now? What can they do to enhance those, those channels? Right. And very often it's the case that when, when we ask how many leads have you, have you gotten from your social media efforts, it's, the answer is, you know, we're not really sure, but we feel like it's something we should be doing. So it's kind of a, the social media for integrators kind of falls in the category more of nice, nice to have um, right. perspective. And it can actually pose a little bit of a risk if, if it detracts from other uh, avenues that might be more successful for the mm-hmm. generation. Yeah, I saw social media as kind of a way to get this relatively obscure industry into the, so I thought it might help with that, but also uh, recruiting. Um, but, but I mean, you guys are the experts, you know, what are the, the pain points in AV marketing? Totally. Um, just to follow up on, on your comment, you know, I think it's very true that depending on who, um, who, what the audience is that, that you're trying to reach, social media is perfect, right? Like if you're going for big, broad awareness goals, um, then, and you want to educate the larger public about an industry that they don't know about, I think that's the perfect use for it. Yeah. Um, I think where we come in is more, our, our, the pain point that we often hear is um, how can, you know, how can, how can what you do, um, this is integrators asking us, how can, how can you guys help us get more customers? And mm-hmm. our challenge is to help to solve that, that question in an, in an econo- economical and efficient way. Um, typically, you know, typically that doesn't take the form of, of social media for us. And, well, very more often take the form of create, um, optimizing a website or creating a new website that is really good at being a trap 
for leaves that when visitors, right. visitors land on it, there is something very obvious for them to do next, like book a call. And there's also something um, something for them to, to learn about. There's resources for them to engage with. There's uh, a way for them to stay in touch uh, through an email list with, with regular follow-up. Mm. Um, and then there's also, you know, a lot of what methods that do work very well in uh, the AV integrator space, um, maybe di often different for residential and commercial, um, but, you know, Google advertising, activity on LinkedIn, reaching out directly to your ideal prospects. Um, right. Those are some of the types of activities that we encourage AV integrators to do because we've seen it work. Hmm. Um, what's, you know, the, the big thing, you know, on, on their, their websites that you guys have to go in and, and fix, you know, what's, you know, what alarms you about some of these practices? Sure. So the big challenge used to be that the websites that couldn't be seen from mobile phones, which was a disaster because right, of right. the number, you know, 60% of website visits are on mobile phones. There's yeah. some, some websites still out there now that are like that. And that is a, a hair on fire emergency if that's still the case, because uh, people just have to pinch and zoom to see anything and they can't engage mm. right away. Um, Today, most people are, are optimized. Uh, most of the integrators we, we see um, are optimized. And the challenge is more, okay, you've got a site that everyone can see. What are you asking people to do? Are you, do you know who, who your audience is? Are you speaking to them in, in language that's compelling, that, talk, that speaks to their needs, that clearly outlines benefits, and that really gives them a, an interesting reason to take the next step? And that makes it easy to take the next step. So, so um, that's uh, that train of thought is what we try to help um, integrators with. You know, how how can you speak to your audience, and how can you make it really, really easy for them to just start a conversation with you? Right. Uh, so, what do they do? So, what are they not doing that they really should be doing? Yeah. In in one sentence, they should be collecting emails. Um, mm. So that, that's that's one thing that a lot of a lot of integrators are not doing that needs to happen. Emails are incredibly valuable, even even today in, in an era where there's a million things to be doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they should also they should also be um, integrating an automatic uh, appointment booking system within the website. So with with sales managers and owners having a really uh, busy schedule, best thing to do is just uh, link, link an appointment booking system to your calendars to allow people to just click, choose a time that works well for them, and, right. uh, and, then, and then book a time. You know, I guess what's, what's your you know, elevator pitch to, uh, uh, to an integrator? Yeah, so this, the, simple, the simple kind of very basic two-step solution is one, make sure that your website is capable of receiving traffic and turning it into leads. So that's kind of step one before you start driving leads. Um, once that's taken care of, make sure that you know where your audience is and how to reach them. And in, right. the, case, in the case of residential integrators, that's, um, that's probably going to be uh, through Google advertising in many cases. Um, mm -hmm. Commercial integrators trying to reach, uh, trying to do B2B marketing and lead generation, LinkedIn is a, particularly in 2019-2020, has been um, increasing quickly on, on yeah. those radars as a, as a great way to, to do that. <clears throat> um, for an in industry with companies that, um, 
build a lot of really uh, visually stunning things. Um, I kind of saw a lack of uh, that on websites. Some of them, some companies do a better job, but a lot of companies just, you know, you build really cool installations, but I'm seeing a ton of white space and, you know, zero images of what you guys do on your website. You know, is that, has that been an issue? Yeah, it really, it really has. I think, you know, one problem is that it's a challenge to hire, um, it can be a challenge to hire a really qualified photographer to come yeah. in reg regularly and take good, good and well, you know, good yep. bullet photos of your work. Um, you can do it once, but then pretty quickly those photos are out of date and they're not highlighting your, your latest case studies. So to the extent that integrators can do that, that's amazing, it's fantastic. Um, the shortcut is definitely looking at the um, at the photography provided by your uh, your you know core um, systems integration integration brand that you work with, whether that's you know Crestron, AMX, um, Savant, Control Four, Lutron. M most of these most of these brands have a lot of assets that they allow you to use as a partner integrator, and you you don't necessarily have to create the impression that this is that this is your work. You're just um, painting a picture uh, of the kind of stuff that you can do. And then in your mm -hmm. in the gallery section of your website tends to be a better place for the photos that you, <coughs> of work that you've done yourself as well as in a case study section. So that's right. a, that's a um, tactic that a lot of our clients end up using just because right. it is pretty difficult to, uh, to stay on top of all the projects that happen. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think that... Uh, that answers all the questions I had. Um, anything else that you guys think I'm uh, missing or that needs to be in this uh, article? I appreciate the questions. I think that if if we had one takeaway, it would be uh, for integrators in marketing, it would be understand um, what's working for you and double down on that. There's a real yeah. temptation to try to do everything and kind of an overwhelm, uh, a sense of overwhelm after hearing, you know, you need to be on social media, you need to be sending out five email newsletters a month, mm -hmm. you need to have a presence everywhere, when in reality, it, a little bit of experimentation is good, but once you once you have a, one or two channels for new leads online, you really just want to double down on those, add more budget to those, add more internal resources to those, and uh, and then just keep bringing in leads, because at the end of the day, um, it's about it's about growing your business, not about being yeah. everywhere. Um, what about reaching out to uh, journalists? Um, that's also something. I mean, I, it's hard to find like a press contact page for for ninety percent of these companies I write about. Um, yeah. You know, is it? Yeah, is that something you guys you guys work on, or is that kind of outside of your expertise here? It's not something we've worked on, but some of our clients have had success with that or it's just happened organically. I think we've yeah. seen it in, in particular with um, security integrators because they'll they'll be in a situation where they'll be the ones who have installed a security system for um, a commercial business in their area that has an attempted break-in, right? And um, there's, a, there's a natural segue for the reporter in that case to say, okay, like how did, you know, um, how did this end up going right instead of wrong? And they'll be able to point to their um, to their security system and yeah. you know, the, te the technology that's that's helped their business get through that moment. So um, there are definitely natural moments like that where it makes a lot of sense to um, to engage with a reporter. 
Yeah. It's been a little frustrating for me because I end up having to call, you know, the corporate office. I get a secretary who doesn't quite know where to, where to forward my call. Um, and then, you know, my call doesn't get answered basically. It's interesting to hear that your perspective, I understand your, that your background is in that area. It's interesting to hear yeah. that it's, it's tough to even get someone to talk to. Um, you're right from that, from that angle. It's definitely, it sounds like it needs to be clear who to speak mm. with. What about, you know, working with, you know, you know, CI, Rave, um, and uh, there's a handful of other uh, you know, magazines and websites out there. Um, you know, how do you, you know, how often or how much do you suggest that they, you know, reach out to us and work with us, uh, either advertising or, you know, telling us about some cool project they have or, or what? Yeah, so, so definitely um, cool, cool projects, great case studies are important to get out through a ton of channels. Definitely CI. Um, and then just, just for integrators to have that, um, to, to be able to leverage for their own purposes as they're trying to educate your prospective clients on, on what to do as well. Um, mm. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, a lot, especially smaller companies, don't quite trust journalists. <laughs> so that's a little funny. Um, kind of disappointing, but uh, you know, they're like they're like, who do you work for? You know, I don't really, I don't really know what that is. You know. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so maybe there's a little bit of of um, experimentation that could could happen there just to understand. That is, it's something that can be valuable to integrators too, not um, to, to speak with reporters and get a little bit of a little bit of press. Right. You know, what are some of those uh, pain points in uh, AV marketing, and uh, you know, how can they do better? The smaller integrators side, obviously, budget's always a right. an issue. Um, and then also staff, a lot of smaller integrators don't have the budget for, um, I guess, a, a marketing person, if you will, um, or they don't outsource it or some of them may not find the importance of it either for smaller integrators. It's important to have a presence. And I think especially in our field, a lot of people like to interact with a human face instead of a brand logo. I think that's right. a huge thing, especially on Twitter. But people like to interact with a face more so than a logo for people. The people that I see doing it well, they're putting faces behind the brand. They're doing behind the scenes look at who are the people that make up the company. Right. Um, not just like, hey, here's my product and sure, here's right. a case study. It's you know, how did it impact those people and who, you know, client stories and just having that emotional appeal to, um, to people and just a personable connection. I mean, it's all about relationships, right? Let's right. Uh, going in the opposite direction, what have you seen that, uh, you know, people need to really do better and, you know, some really uh, goofy things that these guys do in, in the way of marketing I think that they should not do? I I think one of the biggest things that I've seen and it's like, hey, uh, no, no. I is, again, I'm going back to Twitter. Uh, Sunday mornings, there's the um, AV in the AM. Yeah. And a couple times I've seen brands who are not regulars in the, in the chat. Um, all of a sudden, they'll 
tweet to people that are in the conversation like, oh, hey, here's this product. And it's like, whoa. And the, the, I mean, the community is pretty quick to call them out. Like, you can't just enter into our conversation. Um, right. You know, you have to be engaging with us and let right. us know who you are first. And right. so that is a, a couple of times I've seen that. And it's like, oh, come on. The biggest thing for me is being the same person who you are online mm -hmm. as if you're going to meet me at an event right. or on a job site or wherever. I'm the exact same way that I portray myself online than it would be in person. And I think a lot of the people that are on social that are rocking it and are successful at it, they have that same type of mentality.